بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا ابي القاسم المصطفى محمد الله الطاهرين ما الله الله الشريف اللهم اخرجني من ظلمات اللهم افتح علينا ابواب رحمتك وانشر علينا خزائن امرك برحمتك يا ارحم Alhamdulillah, we are able to have our second session on Islamic morals. And inshallah, we are supposed to receive the book this, uh, this week, by end of the week, inshallah. So hopefully for the next session, inshallah, we will have the book ready. We continue our discussion about the science of akhlaq and its definition, subject matter, aims and objectives. As you remember we said, the science of akhlaq is developed right from the beginning by Muslim scholars in order to understand what are the good qualities to achieve, what are the bad qualities to avoid or to remove, and what are the good actions to commit, and what are the bad actions to refrain. So for us, we said both qualities of the soul and actions are important, both of them. I would like to read for you a passage from the late Mullah Mohsen al-Faisal Kashani. You know, he has many books. One of his books is Al-Mahajjatul Bayba, which is eight volumes. Now, the new edition is Publishing four covers in four volumes, but it's eight sections. And this is actually a book that is about akhlaq, and he tried to modify and amend Ihyaw Ulum al-Din for Ghazali. So anything that he didn't agree, he removed. He added his own ideas. Also, he added some hadith from Shia sources to the hadith which Ghazali had quoted. It's a very important book. In uh, volume uh, 5, page 95, he says, فَالْخُلْقُ إِبَارَةٌ عَنْ هَيْئَةٍ لِلنَّفْسِ Khulq is a condition for the soul. Remember, we made a distinction between khalq and khulq. Khalq is about body, 
conditions of the body. Khulq is a condition for the soul. But Rasikha, it has to be permanent, established. For example, if a person listens to a lecture on generosity and then for half an hour he is generous, we don't say he has the quality of generosity. You know, it has to be rasakha, means it has to be permanent. Permanent, not in the sense that it can never change, in the sense that it's stable, it's established. Otherwise, even these qualities can change. You may lose a good quality. You may get rid of a bad quality, even if it is rasikh. But it's stable. Tasdur anha al-af'al bi-suhulatan wa yusrin. Whenever you have a quality, those actions which relate to this quality can happen easily. A generous person doesn't take him long to offer help. Yeah? A generous person when sees someone is needy, quickly offers help. A person who is not generous either doesn't help or takes him few hours or days, you know, to offer something. Has to really struggle to convince himself and makes, you know, lots of calculations. If I give, what happens? If I don't give, what happens? You know, how much reward Allah is going to give me? Many people, actually, even if they help or donate, they are not generous because if it was not reward, they were not doing this. Reward is to encourage you to do things good, which are good, but also to develop the quality so that, inshallah, then even without reward, you do them. You know, for example, we say to people, there is so much reward in attending majalis of Abu Abdullah. So, this reward should take them to majalis. But hopefully, after some time going to majalis, then they should develop love for it. Not till the last day they just go for reward. So, it's a kind of educational system that we have reward. But it finally should become part of ourself so that even if you are not given any reward, you will do it. So, the quality which is stable, which is permanent, out of which actions can come easily and naturally, is called khulq. You don't need to think about it a lot. In the sense that you know it is good and you do it. If you need to think, you think about how to do it. But if you are honest, you don't need to think, should I be honest or not? If you are generous, you don't think too much about whether I should be generous or not. Then he says, if someone 
rarely gives money. He's not generous. If he is prepared to give quickly, that's generosity. And it is interesting that sometimes a person may give money and is not generous, and a person may not give money and is generous. Can you guess how a person who doesn't give money and is generous? Yes. May not have money. Yes. He has no money, but he's generous. Or he has money, but there is no needy person. He's generous. So, the beauty of having these virtues is that even if you actually are not doing anything, still you have them and still they will take you closer to perfection, closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even if you are not doing anything. A person who is honest, a person who is kind, a person who is genuine in generosity, even if he is not doing anything, he is benefiting from these qualities. There is also something that some scholars have said, which is also beautiful, I would like to mention here, is that these qualities of the soul also can come in different ways. Sometimes some people are brought up in the way that they naturally have a quality. You know, even sometimes you see children, one child is very generous, doesn't need to struggle to become generous. You, need, you see, someone is brave, someone is fearful. Sometimes it comes as natural dispositions. But sometimes these qualities come after a struggle. And there are different ways to get these qualities. For example, Ulama say, if you are a very fearful person and you want to become brave, so there are different things that you can do. In the books on Akhlaq, they give us a kind of you know, treatment. If you have a virtue, lacking in you, then what should you do? For example, if you are fearful, one of the things that you have to do is to reflect on what makes you fearful. Why you are so fearful? What is frightening you? You have to think about it. Secondly, you have to put yourself little by little in situations, in you know, conditions that you are very afraid so that you get used to them. For example, if someone is afraid of being at home alone in the night, okay, so he tries to stay first five minutes alone and then nothing happens. Then ten minutes alone. When it is used to gets used, he gets used to this, then half an hour, then one hour. Or if someone, for example, 
is not generous, first forces himself with difficulty and pain, gives money, then gradually he becomes generous. So sometimes qualities come naturally, they call it by mezaj, means a kind of disposition. You know, I'm sure you have seen in your family or friends, some people naturally they have some good virtues. For example, there are people who are very honest. It's not that they were dishonest and then they became honest. They are always like this. But sometimes people can learn to become honest. We have both possibilities. And this is the beauty of human beings, that when it comes to their characteristics of the soul, they have control. Even if you have bad qualities, you can change. And if you have good qualities, you may lose. You have to be careful. Don't say, you know, I have always had this good quality, it's going to remain for me. It can be lost if you are not careful. So, this is about the meaning of khulq. Then we said the science of akhlaq is the science that helps us to achieve good qualities of the soul or virtues and avoid bad qualities or vices and also to do good actions and remove bad actions. There is a beautiful point that I hope, inshallah, it will remain in your mind and it will help you, inshallah, in understanding many things. When it comes to actions, their moral condition or moral status or moral judgment sometimes can change. But when it comes to qualities, they never change. This is a very, very important point. For example, sometimes telling truth is not good. To tell the truth sometimes is not good. For example, sometimes there is a secret about someone's health. For example, you are a medical doctor, your patient has some condition which you know, but you don't have right to tell this to other people. You cannot say, I'm telling the truth. I'm not telling lies. <laughs> yes, it's the truth. But you cannot tell this truth to people that have no right. And you have no right to share with them. Yes, the patient should know. But not, you know, other people. Or there's a secret of a company. You are working for a company, for example, a food producing a company and then there is a recipe that they have. You cannot say, you know, I want to tell the truth to everyone. I am an honest person. <laughs> no, you should not tell the truth. We don't say to tell lies, but say don't tell the truth. Sometimes even moral scholars say that sometimes even you may need to tell lies. For example, 
there is a murderer who wants to find an innocent person and kill him. Or there is a terrorist that asks you, where is this Shia mosque? I want to explode this Shia mosque. <laughs> so, you should not tell the truth and sometimes maybe you need to tell lie. You say, no, there is no Shia mosque here. So, you have to be understanding that actions can have different status. But what about qualities? It's a very important point. This is a result of many years of thinking. What about qualities? The quality of truthfulness, the quality of honesty has no exception. So even if there is a situation in which you should not tell the truth, or even if it's so radical that you may need to tell a lie to save something greater, still you have to be a truthful person. On the other hand, maybe a person is not truthful and tell the truth. You cannot say because he is telling the truth, he is truthful. In the Quran, you know, we have this in Surah Al-Munafiqeen. إِذَا جَاءَكَ الْمُنَافِقُونَ قَالُوا نَشْهَدُ إِنَّكَ لَرَسُولُ اللَّهِ They are telling the truth. They say, we bear witness that you are the messenger of God. And God knows that you are his messenger. But at the same time, God bears witness that they are liars. Why they are liars? Not because they are telling lies. They are liars because they lack the quality of truthfulness. So, a person may tell the truth and be dishonest. And a person may be honest and for some exceptional reasons which are very clearly defined, may need not to tell the truth or may even need to tell a lie. But he has to be truthful. And therefore, if you are truthful and you don't have ability to tell the truth or you have to tell a lie, you feel very, very sad. Why I have to tell a lie here? It's not that you know you enjoy say, oh, now I can tell a lie. My moral responsibility now allows me if a mu'min is in a condition in which he cannot do certain actions as normally he is doing, he is not going to enjoy because he has a quality that that quality makes this action for him painful. Like you are a loving doctor but now you have to do injection or you have to cut off someone's hand or leg. This action is not a good action by itself. But morally you should do it. But you are not enjoying 
You're not enjoying this. And because you are a loving person, this action is justified. And if a merciless and brutal person gives flower just to deceive people, this action is not justified. Although he's giving rose flower, but this is not justified. So you see, there is a big difference between action and quality. And although both are important, but what is closer to the reality of people is their qualities. And in the light of the qualities, you can judge about people. The late Allama Sha'rani, you know, one of our contemporary scholars who was very respected scholar in philosophy, in kalam, in fiqh, in many sciences. He was a teacher of Ayatollah Hassan Zadeh So he has many books. One of his books is a commentary on Usul al-Kafi. In his commentary on Usul al-Kafi, he talks about the significance of qualities. He says, وَالْعَجَبُوا أَنَّ النَّاسِ تَرَكُوا إِلْمَ الْأَخْلَاقِ وَالْعَمَلْ بِمَا يَقْتَضِيهِ هَذَا الْعِلْمِ He said, it's very strange that people have abandoned akhlaq and acting according to the ilm of akhlaq, the science of akhlaq, unfortunately. And they are only focused on actions. Things that they do by their organs, physical actions. And they thought only by these actions they can achieve eternal happiness. Salvation. Just by doing things that we learn in fiqh. Fiqh is very important. But just doing your masail according to fiqh is not enough. What about your qualities? And this is a faqih and philosopher and great alim. وَلَا يَهْتَمُّونَ بِتَزْكِيَةِ النُّفُوسِ مِنْ مُهْلِكَاتِهَا أُشْرَمَا يَهْتَمُّونَ بِإِزَالَةِ النِّجَاسَ عَنْ أَثْوَابِهِ They don't care about removing bad qualities from their heart. One-tenth of their care about removing najasa from their dress. If their dress is najas, they are very worried and they want to wash it quickly. Which is good. We don't want to say this is not good. This is very good. But you have to be tens of times more concerned about najas of your heart. Impurity of your heart. Not just, you know, being satisfied with Tahara and Najasa Zahiri. You know, just the apparent. 
And this is one of the deceptions which is very misguiding. That you think just by doing some actions, everything is all right. Then he refers to this ayah of the Quran. يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالٌ وَلَا بَنُونٌ إِلَّا مَنْ أَتَى اللَّهَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٌ The day neither children nor money benefit except those who come with pure heart. So if you have good actions but you don't have pure heart, how are you going to be saved? Good actions should lead to purity of the heart. If good actions do not generate any light, any purity, means they are not working. You know? Imagine if the room is very cold and you put heaters on, but still the room is cold. What's the benefit? There must be something wrong. Either you have kept windows open or the heater is not working. You should not be satisfied say, Alhamdulillah, the heaters are on. If the lights are on, but still we are in darkness, what's the benefit? If we pray, if we fast, if we go for hajj, for ziyarah, we give zakat and khums, but still our heart is not pure. Then it means that they are not working. There is something wrong. This story is very moving. That Rumi says about some farmers. They used to harvest and store in a barn uh, storage. But to their surprise, the next day when they were opening the doors, it was empty. So again, they were putting the harvest inside. The next day again was empty. And the lock was not broken. The doors were okay. So one night they decided to stay inside and see what happens. So they stayed inside and kept awake. To keep awake in the night is very important. You can see what is happening. So they kept awake and they saw there are some big rats. They come and take all these things outside from tunnels. So Rumi says the same thing is happening to our heart. We do some good actions which bring temporarily some light. But then that light is taken away. So after 40 years, 30 years, 50 years of prayer, where is the light? We are not seeing any difference. We are not seeing any improvement. A moment, day by day should be better. And at least year by year, you should see the difference. You are not able to see the difference on a daily basis. At least on a yearly basis, you should see the difference. People should see in us the difference. That this person is much better than last year. If there is no difference, or if God forbid we are becoming worse, then this means that there are some big rats in our hearts. 
that they take away all the light of Ibadah and actions away. Then he says also, لَنْ يَنَا لَلَّهَ لُخُومُهَا وَلَا دِمَاؤُهَا وَلَكَنْ يَنَا لُهُ التَّقْوَى مِنْكُمْ When you do sacrifice, qurbani, uzhiyah, for hajj, the flesh, the meat, the blood would not reach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah doesn't need you know, your qurbani. Your taqwa can reach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the main thing. After many times swearing, 11 times of swearing, Allah says, whoever purifies his soul, he has achieved falah, means happiness, success. The one who is not taking care of his soul's purity is going to be losing. Then he says, unfortunately, people pay more attention to fixing problems in their actions through fiqh, then they give attention to fixing the problem of their quality through akhlaq. We need both. Fiqh is a bottom line. We are, we, we are not going to compromise about fiqh. Now, there are some people, some Sufis, not all Sufis, some Sufis say Sharia is only for beginners. Like, for example, you want to go on top of a building, on the roof. You need a ladder. But when you reach the roof, you don't need a ladder. They say Sharia is just like a shell. What is important is inside. We don't say this. We say Sharia is needed till end of our life. Rasulullah was observing Sharia even more than us. Even some of the things which were Mustahab for him was wajib, like tahajjud. Sharia is needed, but Sharia is only the bottom line, is the basic, is the minimum. Akhlaq is higher. I think I told you last week. If someone is starving and you just give him a dry bread you can say I have acted according to Sharia I saved his life but Akhlaq says no you have to give him the same food that you eat or even more if you don't have enough give the good food to him and you eat the dry bread this is akhlaq. So we should not be satisfied with just doing fiqh. Fiqh is important, is needed, is necessary, but we have to do more. And we should continue till 
we get all the virtues and get rid of all the vices. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Tilka darul akhirah naj'aluha lilladheena la yureeduna uluban fil ardi wala fasada. The hereafter is for those who don't want, who don't desire to be arrogant, who don't want to be superb. Not that they are not arrogant. Maybe they are not arrogant right now, but they want to be arrogant. They want to be superior, but just they don't have the means. So, we have to take care of our actions, but more so of our qualities and conditions of the soul. The subject matter is also both qualities and actions, but actions which are voluntary. You know, there are certain things that we don't have control. They are not discussed in akhlaq. For example, how much your hair is growing every week? This is not in your control. How much your, I don't know, heart is beating? This is not about akhlaq. Any voluntary action, any voluntary quality, it's something that you have control over it. To do it or to speed up or to slow down or to stop it, Either you do it or you slow it down, or you speed it up, you stop it. You can do one of these four things about it. It is studied in akhlaq. Okay, I stop here and we can receive inshallah questions and comments till inshallah next week. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alam.